Welcome, one and all, to this Friday night's episode of Signals from Mars, brought to you by the Mars Attacks podcast. I'm your host, Victor, if you can see from the uh, bottom uh, left-hand corner there. I just want to uh, kick things off by saying that we will be um, having at least one to two guests tonight. Uh, Drew Fortier will be joining us at like 20 after. And then if all goes well, there will be somebody joining us during the last uh, few minutes of the show. Um, Want to say hello to Jose, who's already in Switch. Thank you for, or Twitch, Jesus, not Switch. Twitch. Thank you for joining me. Remember, anyone who is on Facebook and listening to this, you need to go to chat.restream.io forward slash Facebook to to be able to show who you are and um, to be able, you know, for for me to actually uh, receive your comments. So um, unfortunately, that is part of the nuttiness that is uh, Facebook. And what I will be doing is um, I I will be actually copying this link in to everywhere that I see the um, video posted on Facebook. So if you see that link, click on it so that I can um, so that I can interact with you and that everyone else can interact with you as well. Um, unfortunately, again, Facebook has these quirks that do not allow you to show who you are and it does not allow you to uh display your your uh facebook um image sorry copying and pasting on the fly i know exciting entertainment as uh as we start the show so um there you go um we have Jeremy uh, also um, hopping in from the UK from Manchester. He is very festive after uh, Manchester's uh, win this week. Pep and the boys uh, steamrolling a team in the Champions League. Um, I don't remember off the top of my head uh, who they beat. Uh, but uh, yeah, congrats to, uh, to the team, to City. And uh, anyway, so um, Drew is coming back on. You know, some people will say he was on recently, but he's going to be on to talk about the new audio version of uh, Rockstar Hitman, which he co-wrote with um, Megadeth's Dave Elfson. And last week, he was actually at a convention with Dave where they presented Dwellers, the um, uh, found uh, footage horror film that he wrote and directed for uh, Ellison Films uh, that premiered last week. So we're going to talk about both of those things. When he was on with Dave a few months back, I talked about having him back on. And, you know, um, I don't know. Uh, Is Drew the biggest name out there? No. Uh, But I think it's proven with me having Brad Dahl on these last few shows, having friends of the show back on. I think people just enjoy the conversations that we have uh, over me just having some random person um, uh, just going over some rudimentary questions. So uh, that said, I always try to, 
you know, prepare questions that are outside of the norm so that uh, uh, the people that I am interviewing kind of feel at home with things, you know, and kind of get them to, uh, to come out of their shell per se. Um, real quickly, let us check out the, um, the stuff over on uh, the Mars attacks website. Um, because we may not have time for it later. And, um, actually we're going to turn on this feature as well. Ah, I see what that does. Okay. That's kind of weird. All right. There's a new beta. So if you guys, um, send anything in the chat, it automatically would post here, but, um, it isn't, I mean, it takes up a good chunk of the screen. It would be cool if it would automatically overlay it, but you know, I could just manually, manually do that. So, um, anyway, MarsAttacksRadio.com is where you can find all the great things Mars Attacks related from Facebook to Twitter to Instagram, um, Tumblr. If you're, if you aren't subscribed on uh, Apple music, iTunes, you could do that. Stitcher, Google play, the RSS. Uh, there is a telegram group uh, and there's a whole bunch of other fun things here. If you're listening to this in a replay and you want to join us on Friday nights, these shows are 6 PM Eastern, 3 PM Pacific, 11 PM in the UK and midnight from Friday into Saturday for those in the central European time zone. So mainland Europe, pretty much. Um, if there are any questions as to how to find these live streams, uh, just go to MarsAttacksRadio.com um, and you'll find links to, again, the Facebook. You'll find links to Periscope, to Twitch, to YouTube, and to Patreon. I want to send a shout-out to my patrons, Jeremy Weltman, who is in here uh, with us now, Mike Jones, um, also uh, Steve Hoker, and um, Brad Dahl, who is also there, uh, real quickly before we jump back to MarsAttacksRadio.com. Uh, this was loaded up before. It's kind of weird. Anyway, uh, so we premiered videos from, not premiered, but I posted them to get people's comments. Silent Winner, Empires of Sin, uh, Ricky Warwick's uh, You're My Rock and Roll, Jeremy Weltman has asked me the last few Fridays for my track of the day. Today I said um, the Almighty's um, Jonestown Mind off of the 1996 album Crank, which I absolutely love. Uh, Ricky Warwick, I don't know if it was him or if it was his team, but somebody liked it from that side of things. And that is always great when that happens, whether it's him or not. And here we go. Jeremy just responded a few minutes ago. I'm liking his responses. Uh, he has, uh, no, I haven't probably this weekend. I love straight up rock and roll stuff like this song. I've just listened to half now. It's really good. Plus there's a free CD, which finishes off with a great acoustic versions of maiden's wrath child. Um, we did the, uh, what are you guys into this week? Post. Our good friend Brad Dahl covering Andrew WK's Party Hard. He sent me that video and I couldn't help but share it. And we have a, a bunch of other videos that have been posting throughout the week. And like I said, you know, pe people, the patrons uh, get to comment on this stuff. So if you want to join in on, on the conversation, it, it is a very uh, safe space. 
So, um, uh, there we go. Um, so let's see, let's look at the, uh, some of the new releases for today. And actually I will say that episode 201, which was last week's live stream posted today. And I also posted the actual, you know, um, live stream to YouTube today. So you can check that out. (laughs) We have today's new releases and the new releases here have uh, Alice Cooper's Detroit stories. And uh, I go on kind of a mini rant here about how, you know, big publications. I talked a little bit about Louder last week, like really screwing up a a review, which really irked me because the, the reviewer did not seem as if they even bothered listening to the album because they got a lot of the facts wrong. Um, here, you know, you have all of these big quote unquote sites that um, only review hard rock or metal albums if they're quote unquote big artists and their only reasoning for doing so is to crap on them and kind of be like, Oh, well, you know, obviously indie rock is better. Obviously, you know, garage rock is better. You know, this, this kind of stuff. And to me, it's stupid. You've either got good music, you've got bad music. This whole elitism within the rock community is just stupid because it just pulls fans away from, stuff that you may like, you know, it's so dumb that people are worried about looking over their shoulder as opposed to just enjoying something. So um, we also have, let's see the new album by Ioton, who is a Danish band. Um, Access all worlds is the name of the album. It's a really cool album. Um, The shortest song off of it is almost five minutes long. The longest song is what? Almost 14 minutes long, but it's cool. It is prog metal. Uh, It is cool in the sense that it isn't just meandering music that goes nowhere. And it is, you know, confused for prog. Let's say that. So we have a video off of that album and Evergrey escape of the Phoenix. Uh, I just posted the video with um, Dream Theater's James Labrie, which is The Beholder, and um, um, and I just posted uh, that video. And excuse me, I shouldn't be reading comments. And um, <laughs> and trying to read something off of my uh, website at the same time. So uh, Gabriel is. Chiming in saying her new Alice Cooper is pretty good, but I haven't heard it yet. Yeah. Uh, again, you know, Alice is, and I say this in the, um, uh, in, in my like mini review there, does it shock anyone that he's doing like jazz or cabaret stuff or, or things like that all these years later, if you've checked out his career, he's done all types of things throughout it. And uh, as a result, you know, he's kind of called everything together on this album. And sure, there's covers and originals. But I mean, given that he's known for his, you know, stage show, I could see him doing like a stage show just around this album, you know. So, um, yeah, so check it out. Uh, some other things that came out today. New album from the Melvins, plus uh, some reissues. There's a new album by No Effects, Steve Lukather, uh, Moonspell out of Portugal, uh, My Life with the Th- My Life with the Thrill Kill Cult, Epica, uh, Anka von Griesenbergen. Hope I'm saying that right. Uh, formerly from The Gathering, and sometimes appears with Devin Townsend, Architects. 
the UK band, not the US band, uh, Bonfire, Hellfire, or Hellstar, excuse me, kind of screwing that one up, uh, Wizard, King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard, Sister, Einhargen, Jarhead Fertilizer, Omnius Rain, Cortege, uh, and a Better Hand, all released full lengths today, of Mice and Men released an EP. And again, reissues from the Black Crows, the Melvins, and Einhargen released a um, reissue as well today. And there's a compilation box set from Creator. So um, we're still like about five minutes away from Drew Fortier uh, actually hopping on. So let's check out some of what's going on blabbermouth at the moment. Let me just reload this so it starts the whole um, the, 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 the whole Jesus. Now I'm uh, forgetting the term. For this carousel. There you go. Jesus. Sorry. Just say merry-go-round. Stephen Piercy and Bobby Blotzer reunite, reunite uh, as per Metal Sucks or Metal Sludge, excuse me. The rumor is that the two will be getting back together. Piercy has been talking about wanting to get the remaining four members, four original members of the band back together to record one last album and tour. We'll see how that happens. Um, let's see. Uh, whoa, now this isn't working at all. Okay, uh, new LP by Megadeth to include a cover song sounds cool. Pert is, let's see, this is what I didn't want to happen. Um, and I pronounced Neil Peart wrong. Uh, Mike Portnoy. Peart is the greatest of all time. We said that over John Bonham. Look, two different styles. And any any time that something like this comes up, I just feel like... You just don't get it, do you? Um, it's just one of those things where uh, this is all your preference. It's subjective. It's art. You may think Nico McBrain is the best drummer in the world. You may think, um, I don't know. It, it all comes down to, you know, what do you like better, pizza or hamburgers? Well, I really like pizza, but I kind of like hamburger too. So, you know, on Monday I'm going to have one, and on Tuesday I'm going to have the other. So it's, sure, Purit is my favorite drummer, but I still really like John Bonham, and I'll still listen to his music as well. It's just all kind of goofy to me. Um, Simon Wright says that ACDC never called, um, when, uh, when they needed a, a, another drummer, uh, when Chris Slade came back that, I mean, kind of makes sense because, uh, he left and, um, Chris Slade jumped in after he left the band, uh, Simon Wright left. Uh, he wasn't kicked out where Chris Slade was always let go every time, you know, Phil Rudd has come back, basically. Eddie Van Halen's guitar tech could lose his home, obviously, because there isn't any touring. Uh, he apparently is had like 200,000 grand that was supposed to be coming in, but through loss of touring and, um, and doing, you know, repair work and whatnot, he's missing out on, on money that would have come his way. And, um, 
what else? We have um, uh, Chester Bennington, the drummer of his original band, who still remained a friend of his, said that Chester was on top of the world two days before his suicide. So whole situation is kind of sad. So let's see. Jeremy Waltman says, yep, it's silly comparing all those greats. They're just great. I, I agree 100%. So um, let's see here. What other things do we have in the news? We have D. Snyder sings Love Hurts in a new video from the creators of Rock Me Amadeus. Okay. Megadeth's David Ellison um, says, uh, let's see, discussion discusses lack of bass on Metallica's Injustice for All album on another effing podcast that is um, Izzy. Izzy uh, Priestley's, um, um, Jesus, I hope I'm not pronouncing his last name wrong. If I am, I apologize. That's his podcast. Slipknot's Corey Taylor features featured in Moonshine Bandits live or live the madness video. Okay. Angel prepares new angel prepares to record new album, man. I'm batting a thousand. I cannot read tonight. Um, Angel kind of getting back to um, getting back together thanks to the Rock and Pod Expo. So that may be something that I'll have to bring up with a guest who's going to be on a little bit later. Uh, let's see. ACDC's Brian Johnson on Back in Black's massive success. It's a little frightening. Um, another cool thing that's come out is. Um, Angus Young addressing all of the Bon Scott rumors, whether Bon Scott, whether any of his stuff was used on Back in Black. And kind of the cool stuff um, that's come out is that he's finally like put it all put put it all to rest. He pretty much said that the only thing that Bon Scott came up with was the drum part in the beginning of Hell's Bells. And he alludes to the fact that um, that him and Malcolm were directing Bon as to what they wanted to to play during that. So it, it's interesting to, uh, to hear that. Um, so it's kind of cool. Uh, Iced Earth's John Schaefer is still being held in Indiana jail. After being arrested for a role in Capital Riot. Okay. And uh, let's see. What else? Um, we have Tomahawk releases music video for Doggy Dog. Tomahawk features, uh, let's see, Mike Patton, obviously, from Faith No More. It also has Dwayne Dennison from The Jesus Lizard. Trevor Dunn from Mr. Bungle, also in Phantomus with uh, Patton. And John uh, Stanier from Helmet. Hope I'm pronouncing that wrong. I see that Drew is trying to connect, but I can't have him go live for some reason. Let me see. Let me see if I switch the screen sharing off. If he comes in. No, not yet. Uh, the End Machine featuring ex Doc and Warrant members, Phase Two album details revealed, Blood and Money video released. So we'll be posting that to Patreon uh, this weekend. Uh, let's see. 
See if you have Facebook, if I can see what's going on with Drew. I see his name, but I don't see that he is connecting. Ah. So it seems as if he's having issues with his camera. Okay. He's going to try logging in via his phone. Let me just hit on some of this stuff, some of this other stuff. The who... um, the Who Who sells out super deluxe edition to include 46 previously under or unreleased songs. Trivium's Matt Hafey drops in Waves Acoustic EP. And you can listen to Lady Evil and Die Young from Heaven and Hell and Mob Rules Deluxe Editions. Uh, Brad Dahl and myself did discuss plenty of Sabbath last week. Talked about our uh, first... Uh, the f- the first Sabbath album that we ever picked up, and that was um, interesting to say the least. So I hope people enjoyed that conversation. Um, I guess this, you know, other people have been complaining about it being lagging as well tonight. Has has anyone seen any issues uh, on their end with the um, video lagging, or, or is it good for you guys? Let me know when you get a chance. I know that it um, does lag at times, but um, let's see. Let me try the sharing of the window like this. The other thing that I did want to bring up. Okay, so on YouTube, it's good. Um, I did receive this. Uh, this is from Troy Donahue. He's a 17 year old guitarist from New Jersey. And as of, or due to lockdown, he's created a project called Trojan warfare. Uh, he has it up on SoundCloud at seven tracks, 32 minutes long. And, um, Ah, it seems that uh, Drew's joining us now. But anyway, guys, uh, check out Trojan Warfare. Lost in space. Um, again, 17-year-old kid from New Jersey. Lost in space. His brother's a 13-year-old on drums, and the bass player is Jerry Griffin. They have Ross the Boss on a guitar solo on the EP as well. So there you go. Um Let's hop on over to to Mr. Drew Fortier. How are you doing, sir? Good, good. Can you, can you hear me okay? Yeah, I'm hearing myself, like, echoing, though. Oh, that's weird. Let's see if I can fix that. Yeah, I'm sorry. I had a couple of technical issues. I'm not sure what's going on. My, my webcam ain't working, and let's see. Hmm. Do you, do you still have the echo? 
Now, now I know. Oh no! When I talk, I hear. I hear myself. It's the transmission from Mars. <laughs> it could be. Let's see. Uh, let me see. If I, if I, what if I try to turn down your mic on my end? I actually, no, no, still coming up, coming up. Hmm. Coming up to a lesser extent, but but it's still there. Um, let me see if. All right. So, all right. So, let let me do this while I ask my questions. I'll just mute you, and then that way uh, you can just fire back after I'm done asking. How about that? All right. Um, so with um, you guys were in North Carolina last week to premiere Dwellers, which you wrote and directed. Uh, tell us a little bit about that experience, what it was like to get out there at a convention. I'm assuming that you got to interact with people while you presented the, the movie. And how did it go over with the people that were there? Well, it was fantastic. It was in uh, Concord, North Carolina. And um I, uh, I elected to drive out there, and uh, it was about a nine-hour drive, and it, uh, it actually went by pretty quick, surprisingly. And, uh, and the convention went uh, uh, fantastically. They really had it down perfect. They were checking everybody's temperatures at the doors. Everybody had masks on. Everybody was uh, distanced and everything. And everybody just had a blast. Like, it, it, it was so great. And, uh, and, uh, <clears throat> and uh, David and I had a, had, a, had a wonderful time, like the, 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 the whole crew and uh, the, everybody who runs Bad Monster didn't know uh, fantastic job and uh it was it was just a wonderful experience all around and uh and uh, allowing us to uh, premiere the movie and all that and and uh we ended up even um <clears throat> we ended up even uh, winning the the best uh, horror feature award which is a huge surprise we didn't anticipate that whatsoever and uh, so it was uh it was just it was it was, it was nuts it was it's definitely uh definitely unexpected for sure Cool. We're seeing the uh, the trailer in the background as you were speaking. I saw you flash up on screen for a second there. Um, in your, uh, I, I guess you were in a, a a nice suit there uh, as it was coming up behind you. Um, how much were you involved in putting this trailer together? Oh, the the whole thing, the the trailer for the movie. I did the uh, edited the whole thing together and uh, and. Um... Yeah, yeah, I ended up doing all the, pretty much all the, all the, all the sound, all the sound effects and everything, and, and it was, uh, oh man, I, the, the stuff I like myself to do, it's like a fun nightmare, but, uh, yeah, I, I just kind of, yeah, I put together the, tw uh, the teaser and the, and the, and the big trailer, and the big trailer, Richard Easterling, uh, helped out with, uh, mixing the sound and all that too, and he's gonna do a final pass of mastering on the, uh, on the movie once it's ready for, uh, uh Blu-ray and digital and all that stuff. Cool. Yeah, you are now uh, speaking into the camera, and it says "art is not safe." So, uh, very cool. Um, you just mentioned the the Blu-ray and and all that. Uh, when can well is this going to be shown around the country, or due to the pandemic, there there won't be the ability to uh, to see this in theaters, or or will there be the ability to see this in theaters uh, in the future? Well, yeah, actually, we. Um you know, we're actually in about a probably about over a dozen film festivals now. Some are virtual and some are happening in person. 
and uh, we're still waiting to hear back in about uh, I think about 30 more between uh, now and uh, now and about October. And um, but uh, the plan is, uh, I guess, uh, we're probably looking at maybe like a summer or something like that, or, or whatever they, they allow it. But um, I guess we're going to do uh, uh, a Hollywood premiere at the at the Chinese theater at, at some point. Uh, uh, whether it's for the, the Blu-ray release around that time, which should be around like Halloween, I'm thinking, or, or whenever. But th th there will be an opportunity to see it in theaters for sure. And uh, we're um, just kind of ironing out all the distribution stuff right now. And but it's it's uh, it'll definitely be a, a way for people to see it to to, uh, to see it for sure, regardless whether it's uh, virtual or in person. Okay, cool. So so then it it will be making the rounds at different conventions and and whatnot. Um, when it comes to that, I mean, you mentioned that you won the best horror film at this um, at this particular convention. Are you guys going to focus on, you know, I know where I'm from in New Jersey, there's like the chiller event, which is like a mix of like horror and metal stuff. Uh, are you guys shooting to, you know, get into that kind of a horror convention? Is it just strictly film conventions or music conventions? What What do you guys have in mind for it? Well, we're just kind of smashing them all together, to be honest with you. We'll we'll uh, we'll we'll take it wherever wherever anybody wants to see it. And um, actually, we're we're going to be. Uh, it was supposed to be in person, but it's gone virtual. We got selected into the the Horror Hound Film Festival, and um, we uh, they gave the movie the prestige honor of being the Midnight Madness Midnight Madness drinking game movie. <laughs> I, I, I guess it's uh, March twentieth at uh, midnight. Then afterwards, we're going to do a, a, a Q and A with, uh, with with some of the cast and all that, and 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 David will be there as well. But uh, it was uh, it was pretty cool. They, uh, they 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 turned the movie into a drinking game, and they showed me the rules and all that. Yeah. And it's going to be impressive if people are going to be able to you know make it through like you know the first twenty minutes of the movie. Awesome. Awesome. Um, so for those that don't know, a found footage horror film. Um, I'm guessing that it's closer to something like the Blair Witch Project as opposed to something that is, you know, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, for example. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's just all uh, it's all uh, seen from the point of view of the uh, the documentary camera. And and one of the main uh, issues with these movies are that, you know, you, you see a lot is like uh, why would they keep, keep filming through what they're going through? It's like, well, what's, what's the purpose? You know, it's like, why would somebody keep the camera on the whole time but uh i, I made sure we had a, a damn good reason to keep the camera on because we're in the tunnel and there's that's the only light we got and there's some other sure, sure. Uh, underlying factors with the whole thing too but uh but uh, yeah that, that's uh but yeah it's just, it's like blair witch all from the point of view of the the documentary camera you know kind of like a it's like a fly on the wall situation and it's intercut with some interrogation footage too as, as you watch the story unfold and all that but uh but uh, yeah, yeah, found footage, Blair Witch, kind of like a, or a Cloverfield, and um, the, the VHS movies and all that. And uh, yeah, it was. Uh, and the cool thing about it, the, the you know the movie had a pretty much a zero dollar budget. Where <laughs> you know even yeah even uh, even Blair Witch I think was like fifteen grand or something like that. Paranormal Activity I think was like six. But this was uh, proud to say it was zero. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. Um, <laughs> This is obviously the first time that you, well, outside of the uh, Bang Tango documentary, this is the first time that you've written and directed and actually starred in 
in a horror film, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Um, do you have something else in the can? Do you have something in your mind that you want to work on next? Or do you, are you already working on another uh, horror film or any type of film at all at this point? Um, uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's great. I always, ever since I was a kid, I always wanted to make a horror movie. And I, I just, uh, I, I can't believe it, it was, you know, able to pull it off like this. And, um, yeah, I never, uh, I never planned to get into acting or anything like that. I, uh, the first thing I was in was actually a movie called Her Name is Krista that came out last year. And, um, uh, uh and, and the guy that actually in Dwellers, uh, with me. And, uh, and her name is Krista. It's, it's the most, um, how would you, how would I put it? It's the most uh, tw uh, twisted necrophilia love story ever told, and uh, <laughs> and uh, and uh, ironically, I proposed to my now wife on the set of that movie too. Yeah, she's in there, mm -hmm. and uh, my wife and I are also in another James L. Edwards movie coming out called Brimstone Incorporate Incorporated. Yeah, it's coming out in the next few months. I think the pre-order is going uh, going up soon for that. But uh, as for like uh, future uh, film projects, yeah, me and David have been talking about, you know, since this one's. It gets a pretty pretty decent traction. Uh, we were like, okay, what do we, what should we do now? So I've been throwing throwing a couple ideas around, and uh, and uh, we're just going to see what, uh, what what makes sense and what sticks. But you know, ultimately we're going to see this one through all the way to the end, and you know, up until the physical release, and just get get the you know find our footing that way first, just through the whole process, and then and then probably move on to move on to something else. Okay, we have a, a Chris from Nashville here. Who just uh, posted a comment saying Drew looks scruffy? Just saying. Yeah, very scruffy. I, I didn't get a chance to shave. <laughs> this is a, a definitely a, a rare moment for sure. <laughs> yeah, that is um, that is someone who's going to be joining us uh, in a second. Um, it is Chris in Nashville is actually a, a Chris Sinzak actually uh, from the one and only Rock and Pod Expo uh, who wanted to jump on as well. So uh, I said that that he could. Let's see how we can uh, juggle this. Let, let's hope that uh, he doesn't have echo as well. So let's you try to take the echo off. I think I, I, I got the problem resolved. I think it was just you were hearing uh, what, what was coming out of my headphone. I, I got a press. Okay. So you shouldn't be able to. It, it shouldn't be too much of a problem, but yeah, Chris, Chris from Nashville, Sinzak. Yeah. yeah, let's see. Uh, let's see if he joins us here. Um, let's see. Jeremy is chiming in. My daughter is currently doing film stu film studies at university. How long did how did you get into filmmaking? All by complete accident, to be perfectly honest with you. I have no background in filmmaking whatsoever. And um, it all started when I was working at a bar in Chicago, actually this year, 10 years ago. It's been a decade. Okay, okay. And um, Bang Tango were playing there. And the singer, and I just happened to have her camera in my hand, and the singer of Bang Tango was pretty much like, uh, hey, you know where I can find some weed? And I was like, uh, no, sir, I don't. And he's like, what's that in your hand? And I was like, oh, it's a camera. And he's like, "What to do a documentary?" I'm like, "All right." And then four years later, I and within that four years, I just uh, trial by fire, just kind of just uh, figured out how to do it. And um, so pretty much, um, this from my experience, the second you pick up a camera and start shooting something, you're a filmmaker, you know. And you just uh, just to see through to what what you want it to be, and and uh, and and just go for it. That, that that's all you can do. It's just uh, to just 
just just go for it and uh, and just and just make it happen. You know, it's uh, and it, it, if uh, I'm a fumbling weird idiot from Chicago, and if I'm able to do it, anybody's able to do it. You know. <laughs> cool. So I, I was wrong. It's not Chris from Nashville joining us. It's Vinny Vincent joining us. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> What's up, guys? Hey. hey. You're not, Drew, you're not a filmmaker. You're a bat because from my point of view, you're upside down right now. <laughs> is he upside down for you? No, he's he's right side up. The only thing is I, I keep hearing myself echoing. Um, yeah, I, can, I hear that too. Yeah. Um, Do you hear yourself echo, Chris? Check, check, one, two. Echo. One. Yeah, a little bit. I don't know. Check, check, one, two. Yep, that fixed it. Yeah, that's that's me muting Drew. So, so ah. somehow or another, his his mic and his, his speaker are, are picking each other up. I don't know. His um, he couldn't log in with his browser. I got to get on restream and see what the hell. But let me let me try. No, I can't hear him at all. Now, yeah, now we can't hear you at all. Huh? Nope. Lips moving. No sound. It's so weird. He's literally upside down on my screen. <laughs> <laughs> well, but I, w- I would also not be shocked to find out that you probably haven't updated your computer in about 15 years. So that's probably why you're seeing him upside down. Oh, my. Com- no, this computer's pretty new, actually. Oh, is it? Yeah. I've had it like maybe a year. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. No, I was just I was watching the conversation and I was just thinking, you know, Drew's fiance must really, really love him because, I mean, who else proposes to their wife on the set of a movie about necrophilia? <laughs> Still can't hear you, Drew. You, you might have to come in and back out of the browser on your phone because if if you've uh, disconnected the earpiece or whatever, you may have to change the uh, mic setting within the browser. Oh, man. I hope I didn't screw things up by joining. No, we, we, well, now he's sideways and my, no, now he's back. <laughs> now he's uh, gone. <laughs> I, you know, for a second there, I thought we were one, part of one of his films, part of one of his, uh, you know, found footage films. I don't know. He was giving me like vibes of one of my favorite Ramon songs. My brain is hanging upside down. <laughs> also known as Bonzo Goes to Bitburg. <laughs> Let's right. see. Coming back. <laughs> now he's sideways on my screen. Okay. <laughs> That's so weird. All right. Back. I can hear him at least. I can hear you now. Yeah. Yeah. And now you're. Is that better, everybody? All right. I'm yeah. not watching the actual stream, but yeah, you're sideways now. You were upside down. <laughs> okay. Let's let's ask the people in the chat. Yeah. <laughs> now you're this upside down, is- sir. <laughs> Now you're on the other side. We we it are just be, I think about footage movie. Yeah, that's what I said when you uh when you disconnected. I said I think we're part of one of Drew's movies currently. Um so <laughs> it's a found footage live stream. And the twist Drew, Drew, found footage been dead for five years. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> that, that's an idea. So you've you reco- recovered from North Carolina yet? Vinnie Vincent found footage movie. Uh, yeah, nobody needs to see that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, 
box office poison. Box office that all poison. that all that that all depends. Would there be uh, any of you know? Were there any documentary crews around you at uh, in Atlanta? <laughs> no, just rocking Ron with his camera. <laughs> I don't know if you want to call that a documentary crew. Does he? Did he record any of that though? You oh, and yeah. interacting. I don't know. He was he wasn't there for that third day when we got to meet him, okay. but he did get like the first footage of of him in public because he got him as he was walking into the first VIP meet and greet at the okay. hotel against their wishes. They were not real happy about that. Oh, that's that's <laughs> Ron's mo. I mean, come yeah. on, that's that's like ten percent of the music industry at this point. That's true. Yeah, he's he's uh, pissed off several rock stars with his camera work. yeah no eye contact they they made a stand at like at the very end of the hall they're like if you're not a vip you can't be all the way down at the end of the hall where he's gonna walk like whatever dude here's here's one thing all right now let me just throw this out there with all of the nuttiness surrounding Vinny. How did he, how is he going through the pandemic? Could you imagine if there was a reality like show following him around with everything going, going on with him addressing the pandemic, how he's going to, you know, what kind of mask he's going to wear, how he's going to look in public, you know, um, they're just, go ahead. His life probably didn't change at all. I was going to say he, he's lived like it. There's a pandemic for the last 20 years, hasn't he? (laughs) This is true. He never so, leaves the house. So he's he's adjusted to it better than better than anyone. Yeah, pretty much. Um, before before we get into uh, get too sidetracked off of this, um, Drew, we did talk about dwellers. I do want to bring up also the fact that uh, Rockstar Hitmen, which you Rockstar Hitman, not Hitmen. There isn't a Hitman squad in, in that, might, the book. that might be a sequel. The sequel. Yeah. There you go. Um, we're coming up with so many ideas for Drew. A good thing that we're recording this because when this stuff comes out, you know, can this be used? You know, at some point down the road, is like, uh, you know, we, we we helped foment ideas for Drew Fortier. Um, Absolutely. So, Vinnie Vincent found footage movie. <laughs> good luck with that one. <laughs> <laughs> I will not, I will not help. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just gonna. I'm I'm just gonna say my name does start with a V, but I didn't. Uh, you know, I I I didn't decide to do the uh, the Miss Jackson if you're nasty name uh, when I came on. So that's awesome. That's that's all you, Mister Nashville. Um, <laughs> Mister Nashville. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like a pimp. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. The lowest well, paid pimp of all time. <laughs> Mr. Nashville. <laughs> here, here we go. I, I, I brought this up on uh, last week's show. Uh, it was funny. The last time that we spoke, David Elson was on before. And I don't know if he took offense to something that I said, because I, I said to him, I go, um, is there anything else that you'd like to that you'd like to pimp. And he goes, I don't pimp anything. I just want to talk about some other things. I was like, Whoa, you know, it's just like an expression. I 
Oh no, I, I'm sure. Yeah, I, I'm sure he meant uh, he meant that in in, in jest for sure. That's okay. That picture, yeah. picture Dave as a pimp. That's a, that's a fun image. You might uh, you're giving me all kinds of ideas here for the next. I think game. he's. I think he Mr. secretly Nashville. has some. He has some platform shoes in the closet with goldfish in them. You know he does. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. He is a big Kiss fan, so I, I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised. Got a there big go. felt, big felt hat on. Uh, you know, stashed away somewhere. Codpiece. You, you, you Mr. Nashville's got to wear codpiece. I'm wearing one right now. There we go. <laughs> uh, Chris is, uh, you're, you're seeing flashbacks of I'm going to get you sucker. And, um, uh, the guy that played Huggy Bear, I, I forget his name. Oh, his yeah. Name. Yeah. Uh, but when he's walking down the street with the, uh, the gold, you know, with the fish in, in his shoes. But, uh, anyway, <laughs> rockstar Hitman. Audiobook is now out. Mm-hmm. It is on Audible. I just saw before. And um, uh, it is also available on uh, hardcover and paperback. Um, what kind of a response have you been getting for the book? Um, have, did, did you guys pimp Rockstar Hitman at uh, Nashville last week as well? Uh, oh yeah, everybody. Uh, no, everybody hates the book. And uh, no, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, but, uh, <laughs> no it, it's it, it, people. People seem to be. Uh, re- <laughs> you never expect to hear that in an interview. No, people seem to genuinely uh, enjoy it very much. Uh, you kind of found the the, the right uh, niche to to market it, which is it's a fictional autobiography. Has the, 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 the character is Sledge. He's kind of an idiot. He, he's kind of like a. He's kind of like a Bruce Campbell, like an Evil Dead, you know. So it's okay. kind of got that whole vibe to yeah. it, and it's uh, and it's it's really gory, you know. And everybody who's read it so far, they've they've gen- they they really liked it. They 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 let it's been getting really really good reviews. And I and me and him, we, we weren't sure how it was going to be, um, uh, how people were going to react to it. We we're like, this is either going to go over well or it's not. And so far, it's going over really well. And the audiobook's out now. And and Dave. David does the the audiobook, and he's got a, oh, cool. a very soothing voice, almost like a news anchor, and so it's really fun to listen to, <laughs> and um, and so I highly recommend the the audiobook because I always thought to myself it'd be great to pay David Ellison to read me bedtime stories, and here you go, everybody, <laughs> yeah, that you could you could do just that, and uh, yeah, and it's, uh, it's, oh, is that? No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Finish. Oh, up. And it's a, it's it's a quick audiobook too. It's only like three and a half hours. So if you have trouble sleeping, run uh, you know one night and you want to hang out with David Ellison, have him tell you the story. Go get the audible of Rockstar Hitman for sure. I said throw it on uh, on, on your nightstand and then you just be uh, you know whisked away to sleep by uh, sleep by uh, David Ellison telling a really really messed up story with uh, gore and <laughs> rock and roll and uh, bad decisions and all that good stuff. Cool. And he also did the. Um... Uh, one of the inside metal documentaries. He was the yeah. the narrator to that, so he's actually pretty good at that. And I'll also say uh, that I'm an asshole because the question that I asked you is something that I always make fun of other people saying. Because no one, you, you're absolutely right. Um, no one ever answers. Now you know everyone hates the new album. Everyone right, hates right. the new book. You know it's it's actually a pile of dog shit. I don't like it myself. Yeah. So <laughs> since, since I'm doing this interview, yeah, all right, it's it's okay. But truthfully, everyone hates it. That yeah, yeah, exactly. It's either that or you know, uh, Chris, you can 
I'm sure you've heard this a million times. Well, our new album is a combination between uh, Destroyer and um, Revenge. and Revenge, yeah, or Creatures of the Night. It's it's one or the other. Where it's like, yeah, sure, okay. So, um, what are what are my two biggest selling albums and two albums that sound absolutely nothing like the new album? Let me mention those two. That so happens that, a lot. Yeah, that's the. Uh, it's it's shout at the devil meets uh, girls girls girls. Yeah, I was yeah. gonna I was gonna <laughs> Go tell ahead. you that you know talking Drew saying well yeah nobody likes the likes the book that reminds me of a there was a clip I used to play on Decibel Geek where it was it was a, this old news reporter trying to sound hip and he's interviewing Nikki Six and. And he goes, you know, you guys have been around for a long time. You know, you've lived all this. And he just goes on and on for like almost a full minute. And at the end, he goes, dude, do, do you still rock as hard? And then Nikki Six just goes, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. It would be funny if okay, people just did honest interviews like that. It's just like, okay, what's the what's the album sound like? Uh, it's, it sounds like a mix between dog shit and vomit. You yeah. Know? And it's right the most half-assed thing we've released, but we need money, so yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was you know <laughs> it was out of our hands. We just phoned it in, you know. But yeah, uh, but, yeah but people do people do like the book a lot, though. Like it's everybody's read it. They, they we're we're doing another one. That should be done by the summertime, and. Uh, okay. And uh, it, it it takes place in Europe, and and uh, oh, wow. and it's all it's that one's almost done already, but it, it's it's really it's it's like a mix between you know shout at the devil, and girls, girls, and uh, <laughs> 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 cool. no, you, should, you should say it's a combination of Generation Swine and New Tattoo, <laughs> right? Yeah. right. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's 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 a risk load albums. You said that, not me. I'm not going to piss yeah, off. Yeah, I'm, I'm not touching that one. <laughs> oh no! Oh, David, oh, David knows I love Risk. That's I. I absolutely love Risk. That, that's. I, I thought that was a great album. Like, so you're the one for like Risk. I, I, I risk. Hey, I I love the first load album. I'll, I'll cop to that. But the second one, that's just not way too much. I, I like, I like songs. Yeah, I like a lot of. This. There's way too many songs, but I, I do. I do really, really like some of the songs. On load two, you're saying? Oh, what's that? On reload. On on, on, on reload. I re. I actually both. Like yeah, yeah. Like uh, if they would have just whittled it down to like like the ten strongest tunes off the both of them, I think they would have had like you know like the album during that time. But it just seemed like they were just like uh, they just couldn't. It seemed like a very indecisive thing just to kind of put out two, like, what, they were, like, 15 tracks a piece albums, so, like, well, wow. like 30 songs all together. So they, it seems like they didn't get through the whole process, like, properly. We're just like, uh, okay, we need to make decisions and whittle it down to what we needed to be, like, 11 songs. And yeah. Instead, they just couldn't come in anything. It was like they just put it all out over two albums over the New Year's. People, you know, then, you know, I'm sure that those tours, they didn't play too many of those songs. I'm sure it was mostly the old stuff anyway. So it was just a, just a way to keep them out on the road, still kind of touring on the Black Album in a way, you know, just, just, to, just to kind of keep out there. Right. But, you know, that's a slight thing. They have, like, two to, during that time. And then they did that Covers album, and uh, which was, uh, I thought that was pretty cool. But. Hmm. Yeah, but I mean... Correct me if I'm wrong, though, but isn't that the point of management or even a producer to actually, you know, not just continue to say yes to a band yeah. and say, hey, you know, 
not for nothing, but you know, these songs are great. All of them are good to great, but let's combine and get the, the best possible songs. And it's, it's similar to what I think they, although they said they would never do something like that again, they did it with death magnetic by releasing an EP after that, which were just cut and paste songs. And then with the, with the new album, you know, the new album, the uh, hardwired, I think had, Six to eight really good songs, but then they ended yeah, up releasing exactly. what? Yeah. Songs? You know, it just was, yeah. a, for me, it was yeah, a bit too much. Yeah. Yeah. Were, they had Cardwired. Yeah. That, that was a double album. It didn't need to be a double album, you know, yeah, at all. I, I think it's a, I, I guess from what I understand, Metallica, that the, there's a, no like riff like ever wasted. Like, there's like, because they give many bonus tracks and many of their albums because they just like to use everything. So I guess after the Black yeah. Album, it was like, okay, we need them. They did, they toured for like three years on that. And it was pretty much like, okay, we're going to lock you guys in a room and make you like 30 songs and, yeah. and be uh, that band. You know, they, they broke out big time. They were like, the, they were the biggest band in the world at that point. Them and like Guns N' Roses, mm-hmm. you know. And you, you saw how inflated Guns N' Roses got, you know. And, um, and so they, they, by that, that point, it was just Galica kind of lag been and, uh, and so that's just them just uh kind of falling hubris to their own uh designs where it's like you know no no riff wasted well it's like oh now we got nine thousand of them so i guess we're just gonna have to put them all out because that, that's like that that's how they roll for whatever reason but yeah that shit yeah dry hard uh, hard that album like you said there's like six to eight good songs on it they were long songs should get away with it being like eight tracks you know but yeah, uh, yep. but yeah, but yeah, same thing with the with the load albums too. That that, that should have been one album. Should have been maybe nine, ten songs. That should have been that. Yeah, and actually, with the first load album, load album, they ran out of space. The right. song "Outlaw" yeah. is truncated because the full version That's is right. on the single of like mama said or something like that because th- there's an outro solo that's cut by like three minutes so the album actually goes over the 74 minute mark on a cd so you're 100 on the money you know there's just too much stuff out there um i i do want to bring up as well the fact uh that uh chris is the head honcho behind the rock and pot expo um and drew is actually gonna be at rock and pod um so for those that are checking the uh live stream out you are seeing uh absolutely i can't drew and a bunch of other page yeah um for those that uh, have not been to the rock and pod expo um would you say it's a combination of shout at the devil and girls, 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 or is it more in the vein of saints of Los Angeles? I'm not even touching that one. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, uh, that's a good question. Oh, I'm not even, I'm not a, I'm not a Mike crew fan to be honest with you at all. Yeah. My okay. wife's me a look for it. Okay. She's got to, it's, um, okay, my, my, my wife loves Molly crew. Like she's got, uh, Got Motley Crue stuff over there and everything, but yes, Motley Crue, yeah, okay. <laughs> and uh, I'm over here, and but yeah, just, I never, I never really got into them to be honest with you. But she, she, she loves every, you know, every, I, I, but I, I get their appeal though. I get why people, people love them and all that. But I never 
for just like you know just yeah like, I, I'm, I'm a weirdo uh but if i had to pick what well, rock and pod compare that album oh man i i would say uh Choose your words carefully. Lulu? No, 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 I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, you Lulu. <laughs> there will be no elderly people reciting poetry. There will be no one saying spermless like a girl for seven minutes. You mean? I don't know. I mean, yeah, I don't think any, there's not going to be any old people reciting poetry with uh, disjointed metal riffs. But, uh, <laughs> No, I don't even know what to say. Just, but no, I, I, I'd say you know, I'd say Zeppelin nerd. I'd say I'd say Rocket Pod's like uh, like probably any given Led Zeppelin gig in like 1975. Wow, as in like uh, entertaining, but in, in completely inebriated. Not even in a, in a lot of fucking at that point. Yeah, so a lot, a lot of drug and alcohol abuse. So that sounds about right. <laughs> So, so you yeah. see that, Drew? It's you like just <laughs> rock and pot like bedlam. <laughs> Drew, you just went from not having a table to having the biggest table at rock and pot in like a split second. Right. <laughs> <laughs> His table is going to be bigger than ten mils. Twenty pot. The uh, yeah, the new tagline: the Led Zeppelin of rock and roll conventions. <laughs> there you go. All right, we have a question for Mister Sinzak. Hey. My, my table's just going <laughs> There you go. This is for uh, Yeah. Okay. So for Vinny, when you are creating music, do you try to cater to the media, the media the music is intended for? Example, movie versus live versus studio album. Okay. I think. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, Okay, Gabriel. I'm. I, I hate to break it to you, but I'm really not Vinnie Vincent. Um, yeah, he knows that. Yeah, I, am, I, I. I hope I look a little more manly than that. But uh, no, I. Uh, I don't, the only music I create is on my uh, playlist, so I'm probably not a good person to answer that question. Drew's more of a musician than me. Although, although there are. Uh, let, let, am I? Am, am I? You're an actual let, musician. I'm not. I'm a bedroom player. <laughs> You sure? Well, that, you're in a black metal band. <laughs> Do what? You're in a black metal band. You're a bedroom musician. Mm, no, no black okay. metal here. Primrose Way wasn't black metal. Oh, man, started Ghost well, band cover band. No, it was more um, Alice in Chains wanting to be Soundgarden wannabe stuff is what we were. <laughs> we're talking mid nineties. Well, I was. I, I was I was in a uh, I, w- I was in a '90s band with the person that uh, asked the question actually, and uh, I will say that we were probably trying to do shock before Tesla was trying to do shock. So there you go. So you're trying to be Def Leppard? Uh, yeah, I would say that was a he- heavy influence for us back in the day. Gotcha. Although I, I would want to think that we were. <laughs> I, I, I would want to think tribute band for a while. <laughs> yeah, you were in the ultimate bank tango. You were in bank tango. What are you saying in tribute band? And nobody else um, a guy like me. I sure. <laughs> here, here we go. Jeremy Weltman with a serious question. Seems like let me get serious for a second here. Um, when did rock and part rock and part yeah. rock and part? <laughs> Start up. Barton, Barton, it's, Barton. 
2017 was the first year we did it. Yeah, and uh, who was the headliner for 2017? I mean, I don't know that we really advertised anybody as a so on, you know, as a quote unquote headliner. I mean, Mark Slaughter showed up, and and he he you know he's kind of a big name. That was cool. Raven Raven was in town to do a show. We made their show our after party, and they showed up. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of cool. You know, I, I love Raven. And then I, obviously the. Uh, the the two guys from Heavy Metal Parking Lot we did a screening of that and they were there that was pretty cool that, the first year was you know it was very low rent but very kind of ma- the first year is always kind of the, the most magical because you don't know what the hell you're doing so it was uh, it was a lot of fun yeah yeah it was clerks you know it was black year yeah that was uh we had stepped up our game that year the nashville palace was a cool cool venue to do it at because it's like an old honky tonk and we had all the podcasts set up in the booth so yeah it was we've come a long way but yeah the first two years are they're always going to hold a special place for me um year uh, year three was the canceled year right yeah 2018 19 okay so what about 19 what what are your fondest memories well, seeing Drew, of course, that was my fondest memory. Um, but uh, no, we did it at the Marriott, and um, I don't know. That was great. You know, we had we were able to do the concerts on site. Obviously, getting David Ellison to come and do his bastery show, and you know, had a, had a whole lot of great performances. Of that seeing Jason Beeler on stage with David Ellison playing a song was pretty mind blowing. Oh, wow. And also, uh, Tony well, Harnell got up and. Moments- did- What am I, the whole, uh, uh, that whole rock and pod? It was, uh, we did that panel. It was uh, myself and uh, Ellison, Toby Wright, and, and, and Beeler. And afterwards, me, Toby, and Beeler did that signing. And uh, yep. and I, I got nobody, which is uh, to, to be expected. But uh, Toby, I, who, was, who was really cool and who was kind of hanging out with him. And then, then Jason, at the end of the table, had everybody like down the pretty much, just waiting to get his autographs. And he turned. Turns and looks to us and he goes, "Huh, fools! They're all fools." It was hysterical. <laughs> I, I, he's like one of the funniest. He knows how to. He is so funny. He's one of my favorite people, and and he was a blast to hang out with last time. And and yeah, we're we're stoked that he's going to come back this year. I'm I'm so happy to see him again. Oh yeah, me too. I love Jason. <laughs> That's, well, Victor, that, I gotta yeah. I gotta hop off here because I gotta get ready to do my live stream in an hour, and I I need to eat something. Otherwise, I'm gonna drink myself into oblivion before the we get started, which will probably be more entertaining. <laughs> but I probably should eat some. Okay, I was just gonna ask. Um, I was just gonna ask uh, Drew one last question, which was a topic that me and you were talking about the other day offline. So I don't know if you may be interested in hearing his his answer or not, or you can always check out the replay. No, go ahead. Okay, so um, so he, Chris brought up Lucid, which is a band that you're in with uh, Vinny Dombrowski of Sponge Fame, David Ellison, and with Mike Heller, uh, known for being in Fear Factory and a bunch of other bands. And I actually told Chris that I was lucky enough to hear one song off of uh, from the project. Mm. And I looked back at my comments that I sent to you, and I said that it's it reminded me a lot of Ray Gillen from Badlands singing during the verse and that it was really like um, 90s flavored, but kind of like really like 
uh, to, to, to use a cliche, on steroids, more or less. Um, it wasn't overly heavy. It wasn't overly, you know, um, I bring up Ray Gillen. It wasn't flat out, you know, Badlands or stuff like that. But it was a really unique uh, combination of, you know, everyone involved in, in that. Um, what can you tell us, A, what can you tell us about Lucid? B, do you agree with my assessment of how Vinny brought the vocals on that specific track or any of the other tracks? And when can we expect to hear more Lucid, all of us? Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, glad, you, I'm glad you enjoyed the song. And yeah, I, but I agree with your assessment for sure. Like I, Vinny, um, he sings his stuff on the album. He, he, he just, oh, man. Had such a special project because it just kind of organically just kind of came together. Foster Hitman book actually too, and because we were going to do a song or two to go along with the book, and then um, just uh, by chance got a hold of Vinny. Um, the next thing you know, we had like thirty demos, and it just it was just crazy. And unlike Metallica, we whittled the thirty demos down to nine side. <laughs> and uh, let's see what. Um, yeah. We're, we're all really, really proud of it, and we're uh, we're aiming for uh, a summer to get get it out, and and so we're hoping a song out within like a month or two, hopefully, and um, and it's uh, it's it's, it's going to be really cool. All the artwork's done and everything, and it's uh, and uh, I think we're going to call it. Uh, it it's probably a scratch image. We're calling it Breach Boy, and uh, it's it's going to be pretty cool, and uh, and it's uh, yeah, and actually uh, the four of us. Uh, we're, we're probably going to end up doing a couple shows too uh, at some point. We actually got an agent and all that. So uh, even during this time, we're going to try and try and get something together. Because some places, uh, you know, they're still along a few things. So we might get out there and do a couple gigs. So, so it should be uh, you know, it's pretty interesting to see how it unfolds for sure. But I'm trying to think that I answer all your questions. Did yes. I questions? You okay. answered all my questions. Perfect. So <laughs> real quickly, uh, Chris Sinzak from Decibel Geek. Decibelgeek.com, um, Nashville Rock and Pot Expo.com as well. If anyone wants to find out about that, your live stream tonight, which is Friday Night Live, um, where can people check that out? I uh, just go to Decibel Geek's uh, Facebook page or the YouTube page. It'll be on simulcast. That's a big word uh, on there. <laughs> awesome. Uh, thank you for joining us, Mr. Sinzak. Thanks. Good um, to see you, Drew. It's good to see you, buddy. Too, man. All right. Okay, and Drew, to for people to keep up with you, check up on what's going on Jason with Beeler. what com. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, is there a one-stop shopping thing for people to check out everything that you're involved in? Oh man, I, I never. Uh... You really went that far. They're, they're, yeah, they're just, they're, I guess the Facebook. I'd say keep up with David's Facebook uh, with, the, with, okay. with everything. He's he, he's kind of like the one-stop shop for all that stuff. And and um, and if, 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 if whoever wants to seek me out, can seek me out. All the all the other random buffoonery I've have uh, found myself in, you know, and uh, and, all, and, all, and all that jazz. But uh, but uh, th- th- this was a blast as always, man. I'm so sorry for the technical difficulties. I, that my Wi-Fi out here is. It's kind of goofy. The, the, the Wi-Fi is like acting up or something. But uh, but I, I apologize for the for late and for the all the weird technical difficulties. I don't know what's going on. There must be like a cell tower out or something. Yeah, no, no worries. We'll we'll work it out for the next time. 
So yeah, uh, I, I can't wait for the next time too, man. Like I could, I, you know, I, I could go on for for hours with you. It's always a blast, man. Yeah, it is always absolutely fun to to have you on. So uh, no doubt, I just thank you for for coming on and um, and yeah, we'll, we will definitely be in touch. We will definitely have Mr. Drew Fortier back. We'll find another excuse to bring him back and just talk about either whatever projects he's got going on or just chat about me. It's like, hey, it's Tuesday. Let's let's uh, let's get Drew on. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I, I'm up whenever you want me on, buddy. I'm I'm here. And uh, awesome. and, and next time I'll make sure because I didn't have because I had to rush home and I didn't have enough time to test out all my uh, uh, equipment and all to make sure it was working and everything. Yeah. And it just happened to be like you know that that one like point one percent of the time where everything just like fails and that just happened. And I I, I really apologize. So next time I'll, I'll make sure I'm 100% prepared and everything. And, and, and we'll, we'll have an even uh, more crazier, awesome, dark, depressing, and hilarious interview. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Awesome. awesome. Uh, thank you for your time, sir. And we will check you out next time. It sounds great. Thank you so much, man. Right. Awesome, Drew. Thanks. <sighs> All right, guys, we are wrapping up the show for uh, those of you that are still hanging out with us. I know a few of you had to go. I do appreciate everyone for um, listening to this or watching this, whether you're listening or watching live or whether uh, you're checking out any of the replays. Uh, I have been uploading the um, uh, the previous week's episodes on Fridays, on the following Fridays, only because it gives people kind of a reminder that uh, we have a, a live show that evening. Um, that may change. Um, who knows? Um, I recorded a really cool interview with um, Richie from uh, Focus on Metal, Focus on Metal podcast. Richie and me um, are, are friends from, you know, f- from we're podcasting friends. We've been friends for quite a few years and we, um, we exchange a lot of war stories. Let's say that from the podcasting and from interviewing people and whatnot, it is a no holds barred interview that is coming to, uh, to my Patreon, uh, for those patrons that are checking this out. Now they know of, uh, I've been, posting old episodes of what what was called the Podcasting Nightmare series, uh, which I put out a few years ago. I've been re-releasing that on Patreon. Can't be found anywhere else. Well, uh, on Monday, if I'm not mistaken, um, I got to check out when I schedule it again. I, I brain fart right now. But um, I believe it's Monday. You get a good hour and a half of me and Richie uh, swapping stories. Richie's from Ireland. Richie is great. And Richie is always fun to talk to. I wish I would be able to get him here on the live stream. Uh, But unfortunately, um, he works while we're doing this. So uh, it is what it is. So uh, that episode is there. I'm also trying to line up some other interviews next week. We have Monty Pittman coming on. I'm super psyched about that. This will be like the third time I talk to Monty. Um, If you don't know who he is, in my opinion, he is one of the most um, underrated musicians of the last decade. He's released four albums on Metal Blades, on Metal Blade Records, excuse me. He produced and co-wrote um, parts of two albums by Prong. He played on one of those albums. And um, if you've ever seen Madonna Live from 2000 onward, 
he's been Madonna's live guitarist. So he's talented as all hell. He's a really cool guy. And we're going to have him next Friday. And I'm trying to work out some other stuff. Um, trying to bring on hosts from other shows, not only to cross promote with them, uh, but because I've always seen this as a brotherhood where we help one another out and help spread the word. And yeah, I'd love to have like uh, a revolving door of people that keep coming in and out of the show, you know, where, where I get to talk to them, talk to them about music. And, you know, we, we have people chime in and let us know, you know, kind of play along and, and are along for the ride with, with all this. So um, again, thanks to anyone who is watching this live was listening to the playback or watching the playback. I really, really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, one last thing. I posted this in Patreon. Um, the Mars Attacks podcast is is continuously one of the top 50 podcasts in Estonia. So take that. Yeah. Um, we had number 19 for uh, episode uh, 200, which featured Brad Dahl and... Mark Striegel from Talking Metal. We were right up there, man. Episode 19, top 20 in Estonia, man. Doesn't get better than that. So, uh, yeah, and I've charted in, uh, uh, I've seen Sweden before, you know, if, I, if I've uh, interviewed Swedish acts, but uh, it is what it is, you know. I'm having fun, and I hope you guys are too. And uh, again, thanks for, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Thanks for the support. It's been a blast another Friday night. And um, I don't know, as Jeremy Weltman has said, maybe when I say see you at the end of the show, it says something like, uh, you know, Estonia kicks ass or, or something like that. Nobody rocks harder than Estonia, mate. You know, who knows? Something like that. So uh, there you go. All right, guys. Thanks once again for listening and watching <laughs> as i repeat the same stuff over and over again um thank you once again and we will see you right here on the signals from mars live stream brought to you by the mars attacks podcast until next week yeah